Hello, Nani What Podcast listeners. I'm Natasha. I'm MZ. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nick. And today we are here for a special romantic, <laughs> super cute episode. It's Valentine's Day. It's a special day. Day of love. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. We love you. We, we found the perfect so movie for all you anime lovers for Valentine's Day. So for today's episode, because it is Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about your name. Ooh. Oh. Day of Love. Day of Love. One of the most successful anime movies of all time. Can we yeah. Say? Top. Top. The top one, right? Grossing. I saw something that it was 10% of all of Japan's box office for 2016. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I and that. the other, like... The other like big chunk was Star Wars, but it was like ten percent was your name. Wow, that's crazy. And I'm a six three white dude who's like two hundred and seventy five pounds. I am not the demographic for this movie, but let me tell you, I fucking loved every second of it. It's hell yeah, hilarious because I fucking loved it. I mean. I'm a very petite, very romantic, like small little white girl, so this should be my demographic. But I didn't love this movie as much as Nick did. Like, not nearly at all. So so we might fight later, Nick. We definitely will fight on some of these, on some of these parts. Especially because, like, after watching the movie, the first few things I did was, like, I need to see a wallpaper for my phone and for my computer. And then, yeah. hey, this tattoos for this movie? Oh, these tattoos are dope. I mean, I'm going to get one of these. Nick is going to get a Your Name tattoo. Hilarious. They turn into a lifelong fan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are going to, we figured because this movie is so timeline based, has to do with time travel in a way, in a spiritual way, I guess. So we're going to kind of follow along with a plot synopsis. Thank you, Wikipedia. We don't always go to Wikipedia for our plots, but they actually have a really good one for this movie. And we're going to kind of follow along and talk about it from there for you viewers at home. So if you want to pull up the plot synopsis, you can follow along. So we don't get confused while we're talking about something confusing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny, actually, really quick, as a side note before I read this paragraph, it is funny because I, when I first saw this movie, I was like, there's so many goddamn plot holes. This is so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And then I watched a couple YouTube videos that explain, like, the in-depth parts of the Shinto religion and then, like... They're like, well, then this happens. And I'm like, what? They didn't say that happened at all in the movie. But now that that happened, that makes so much more sense. So I actually like the movie better after watching YouTube videos about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, this movie is very, 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 like, mythology based. Mm -hmm. Like, you can Mm -hmm. just tell. Like, it's very ritual, like, old Mm -hmm. school. Especially with the shrine scenes. Like, they're telling you that they're taking things from that. Like, through the whole movie. Like, you see, like, the more, like, old world Japan versus, like, new age Tokyo. And so, like, they're telling you that without explaining it. Yeah. So if you don't know it, you don't know it. Yeah, and you're just fucking <laughs> yeah. lost. Okay. A schoolgirl, Mitsuha Miyamizu, lives in, a fiction- in the fictional town of Itamori in Japan's mountainous Hida region. She is bored with the country life and wishes to be a handsome boy in her next life. Mz, <laughs> handsome dream. Tokyo boy. Yeah, it needs to be a Tokyo boy. My actual dream. <laughs> she really does say, "I want to be a handsome Tokyo boy in my next that's, life." <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite things. Is like because I we know Emily so well. I'm like watching this movie, and she screams from the mountaintops, literally from the mountaintops, screams, "I want to be a Tokyo boy in my next life." I was like. Oh, that's Emily. Oh, look. Hi. Wow. She made a debut in this movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Emily, Emily is uh, Mitsuha. and I might share some like internal dialogue, right? <laughs> Mitsuha begins to switch bodies intermittently with Taki Tachibani, a high school boy in Tokyo, when they wake up. They communicate by writing messages on paper, their phones, and sometimes on each other's skin. Mitsuha causes Taki to develop a relationship with his co-worker, Miki. She's hot. Let's not lie. Oh, for sure. She's real hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While Taki causes Mitsuha to become popular in school. So let's talk about that first before I continue. When she shows up for the date, I was like, <laughs> hey. it's like I, I don't like you, but I, I kind of like you now. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, Mitsuha is best girl. Oh yeah, let's be honest here. Best girl Nick for always sure. gets so defensive of best girls. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, I don't like man. any of the other girls. I'm like, they're not doing anything wrong. They're you fine. can like everybody. It's nope. okay. I like nope. the sister. She's dope. The sister's hilarious. So She's okay, so let's really cute. start from the beginning. The minute you find out that you're a gu- in as speaking as a man, uh, the minute you find out you're on a girl's body, guaranteed you're grabbing some boobies yeah, and yeah. being like, oh, 
for sure. That's the first thing you're going to do. Yeah. I know girls that touch their own boobs and are like, because I like my boobs. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's bold, but all right. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's how that goes, I guess. I was going to say, even from a girl's perspective, even not from a bisexual angle, if you're another girl, the very mm. first thing you may do absentmindedly is like feel the boobs. Oh, like, if you're sure. in another girl's body, you're like, wait, what's happening? This yeah, is like, these like, aren't my boobs. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what's happening? Who, whose are these? <laughs> but I absolutely love that the little sister walks in and goes, you love your boobs. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I just like that the first day that she walks in and sees, like, it's the opening, one of the first opening scenes in the movie where she's first, we we first see, Mitsuha, we first introduced to her whole little world, and mm-hmm. we see her, like, grabbing herself like she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. The little sister doesn't even hesitate. She's not like, what are you doing? Or like, are you okay? She's just like, can you just come eat breakfast, you weirdo? Yeah. She's like, okay, crazy. You were supposed to cook breakfast and you slept too late and now you're touching her boobs. Like, get up. Get out. Let's go. She just rolls with the punches, her little sister. We'll talk more about our little sister in a little bit. But my favorite thing, I think you guys will agree, even from the very first time we see her, her, so we talk about how Tenya is actually a 40-year-old man in My Hero Academia. Yeah. Her sister is actually a 40-year-old man as well. <laughs> yeah. she's, like, she's like, what is this? This is stupid. Let's go. You know, like, I have better things to do with my day yeah. than deal with whatever the hell this is. I don't <laughs> have time for your prepubescent or yeah. your puberty, you know, teenage Nonsense. girl shit. There's that. And then, like, even when they're doing shit later on, when they're going to, like, a ritual-based thing, and mm-hmm. Grandmother's like, yeah, it takes her to the nether realm. She's like, nether realm! Like, <laughs> yeah. all, like, thing. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, I would be so scared to hear that. I'd be like, what do you mean it takes me to the nether realm? Like, yeah. what, are you going, what are you talking about? She just rolls with it. She's so chill. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's having a great time. She's adorable. <laughs> she is. But let's talk about their switching. Mm-hmm. My one main thing with this is, like, I get why they did that. They had to, like, introduce it and kind of show each other's lives. If I wake up in somebody else's body, I'm not fucking going to school that day. Right? Yeah, neither am I. That's that's, so brave. I think that's my favorite part is, like, they kind of, like, started to, at first, because at least in my interpretation, like, the Mitsuha that we meet when she's touching her boobs, Mm -hmm. like, there's something that changes where she gets back into her body mm-hmm. and that's why she like it goes to school and she's like what did i do but then it's like all the other things but mm-hmm. yeah like you said it's like who goes to fucking school and is like mm-hmm. i'm someone else right now well i what? think i think in that first scene they switched days so mm-hmm. we first see at the beginning oh, okay. she's feeling her boobs and then we mm-hmm. switch to another day where she's yeah. herself yeah. again it, and they're like hey yeah. yesterday you were weird so she did do a full day as not herself and went to school and proceeded to take the right classes and like, how? Yeah. Yeah. And Mitsuha as Taki also went to Taki's work and, or school and, and jobs like, in yeah. Tokyo where it's like busy and confusing and she's never been. So I was Well, like, and it's interesting what? too because they think it's a dream. Yeah. At first. Yeah. And so like in a dream, sometimes you do, you just go with the flow. You're like, oh, okay, we're going to school now. You know, like that sort of thing. So like, I think at first they don't, really realize how much control they have over it because they do think it's a dream mm-hmm. and then when they realize like oh my god this is real like i am not dreaming then they start to like take more of an initiative and try and like go outside of themselves yeah. you know and like well, do different things i also wondered if when they switch they still have like an innate like they already know some information about the other person's life like there's no way me i could have woken up she had no family no one walking her to school she just had to find it herself in his world so like i feel like that she still had some of the knowledge from him there well i don't think so because she, she gets lost at the school she sees the name of the school probably looks at the school on the phone goes to school mm-hmm. but she didn't know where the classes were or anything when she got there because remember she uh, runs into the friend in the hallway uh, you know okay. so i don't think I think they were just like aimlessly walking. Like in this day and age, like you have enough information that you can like get around, but then like the specific thing she they don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And that's when like the friends come in handy. Like she was asking his, her his friends like, "Where do I work again?" Like because you, she didn't know, she didn't have that information she had to find it. Hmm. You know. I think honestly, there would have been fewer plot holes if they had had it. Like they somehow kind of had a recognition of mm-hmm. the other person's thing because mm-hmm. my biggest thing and the way that it's kind of explained away is like well they say it's like a dreamlike state but they're Mm -hmm. obviously very well interacting so it's not like they're completely oblivious or anything they have smartphones (laughs) they're literally three years apart we find out yeah 
I'm sorry. Just the fact that it says 2013 on your phone isn't at all like yeah, you're not huge, even gonna take note of huge that. Huge loophole. Shh. I didn't, I didn't Natasha, actually think shush. about that. Yeah, huge That's loophole. That's a really good point because you would have had the date displayed on your phone. I did not think that until you yeah. just said that. And they're mm-hmm. even like making diary things mm-hmm. on certain dates, and so like you wouldn't notice. And then also it's like that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, she can look up where she's going. But he doesn't have a passcode on his phone. Like, not that yeah. everybody does. Mm-hmm. I did it until this new phone, but, like, made me. But still, it's like, okay, smartphones. If mm-hmm. this was, like, placed in the 90s, yeah. all of this would make much more sense to me. Yeah. But, like, because it's, like, smartphones and stuff, I'm like, mm, they would have they would have figured out weird shit's mm-hmm. going on faster. Yeah, like. for sure. Stop it. <laughs> Jake and I are going to stop, stop it. it. Uh, one of the things I did like about this movie, especially for both of them, because one one is more circumstantial and the other isn't, is Mitsuha's relationship with her father is very strained and mm-hmm. strenuous. And then Taki just doesn't have a relationship with his father. Yeah. So, like, even... He's not around. Like, yeah. So, for both of them, like to not have dads in their lives mm-hmm. like when they switch it's not like something that's different for them in mm-hmm. that sense because it's like oh i've just not really known to have a father mm-hmm. so that yeah. i i liked that part because it's another thing that they can bond over yeah yeah well and talking becomes so attached to her family because he doesn't have a family really like he, he lives with the, yeah he lives with his dad and like they don't have a close cuddly relationship but she does with her grandma and her sister and so you see how quickly he becomes attached to them like it's day two and he's like I'm in it. Like, I care about them. Full, full you know, like, Let's with go. all my heart <laughs> kind of thing, which is interesting. But it's, it is because I think the absent father kind of thing. For her, she was like, now let me see how much I can fuck with his life. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to get you a girlfriend. Like, all what? the pastries and also get you a girlfriend. That was That's exactly what I would do, too. <laughs> it was so funny that she's, like, just spending a fuck ton of his money. Yeah. And then he's like stop stop <laughs> That's spending my, my money. money and she's like well i'm working the shifts so no I, it doesn't work like that and she's like yes yes it does yes, i'm it working these shifts it's your it's your body anyways it's going into your body so mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. can you imagine going to a serving job in someone else's body not knowing anything, not knowing their relationship with their coworkers, not knowing the menu. I'm so, like, just as a server, I'm like, that's a fucking nightmare to walk into that's a brand new That's an actual nightmare. That's yeah. so stressful. So stressful. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, girl, what are you doing? Like, take a day off, call in, do something. Jesus. I right? think if, if someone had just said something to the grandma, like, day one, all this would have been explained. The grandma would have been like, oh yeah, body switching, that shit happens. Yeah, let me talk, talk yeah, to you about it. like, I don't mm-hmm. really remember, but that sounds familiar. Let's. Let's figure this out, but no. Yeah, no one mentions it. They're just like, we'll just kind of do this now. (laughs) And we had the classic, like, small... We had the classic, like, small world versus big world. Like, when Taki's in his, like, element, like, at school, like, it's his group of friends. There's not really a bully. There's not a person who's like, hey, fuck you. Like, you Mm -hmm. suck. Like, there's none of that. Where when we go to Mitsuha and all that, there's people that are like, oh, picking on her because... Small town. Yeah. And so you have that small town men- mentality. And that's why, like, when they switch and he starts picking fights, it's hilarious. It's really yes. funny. But um, part of that, like, leads to why Mitsua wants out of there so bad. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, small town, get picked on. Like, it's just very hard. Well, I was reading that part of this movie is commentary on the younger generation in Japan and how they are migrating towards big cities like Tokyo, leaving the smaller towns, like, completely abandoned like they just there's no people there because all of the younger generation is leaving to the big city and so i know this is supposed to be a commentary on that like the comparison between the two um and i think they actually do it really well mm-hmm. with especially like a male and a female small town big town you know i think it's like it's a really nice way to like kind of dive into two very different worlds mm-hmm. um so i think it's cool i think yeah. it's a good Definitely. way to do it the only thing that I would say is I, I enjoyed the element of, like, the religious stuff going on with, like, the grandma and that their whole family. But it was, like, that part I was, like, what era are we in and where are we? Because it did seem very, like, mystical for, like, a more modern day mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's a small town, it still seemed. Yeah. Because I was, like, wait, is it a religion or do they just do shows or, like, what's happening? Yeah. This seems sort of like it wouldn't be something they'd be doing right now, but maybe it is. Maybe I'm just unaware of what their religious. Well, do you know in are. small 
towns in Japan, there are more of, like, a traditional aspect to the towns, like, with the shrines and stuff. And this family cares for a shrine, obviously, or, like, participates in that. So it's probably more intense for this specific family Mm -hmm. than every family in the small town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they do the shrine dances and stuff like that. So I think they're, you know, they're... More steeped in it. Yeah, their family is just more involved. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, the whole, like, sake-making thing. Like, yeah. That's, oh, like, so gross. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny, though. Like, especially when the little sister's like, well, you can open up your own sake business. And, like, Ew. it cuts. And it has, like, her, like, <laughs> advertising, like, yeah. above her. And she's like, but there's liquor loss. It, like, runs away. I was dying laughing so at that. That's so good. It's so funny. That part is so gross. That really grosses me out. <laughs> I know. It's like, I know it's traditional, and we probably shouldn't feel that way, but I was still, like... Oh, I hate spit. Oh my god, I hate spit so much. <laughs> you know what love does? Makes you drink spit. That's yep. true, it does. I'm gonna throw up. I might actually throw up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking on that, let's go to the next paragraph in our plot synopsis. One day, Taki, as Mitsuha, accompanies her grandmother and sister to leave the ritual alcohol, Kuchi Kamikaze, made by Mitsuha, the spit drink, as an offering <laughs> at the shrine on a mountaintop outside the town. The shrine is believed to represent the body of the village guardian, uh, the village guardian god, ruling human experiences and connections. Mitsuha's latest note tells Taki about the comet Tiamat expected to pass Earth on the day of her town festival. So part of my YouTube knowledge that was passed mm-hmm. down to me, I'm going to find the, the YouTuber. Apparently, Mitsuha and her family, their shrine that they're like entrusted with in their family's like guardianship is for a god called Masubi or Masu yeah Masubi I believe I'm really sorry if I'm getting this super wrong um and they're like a it's like a double deity that like made the heaven and the earth and yeah so that's that's what they do I'm like I feel like it never mentioned that and I guess we're just supposed to so know that's it. why their family does this the body switching mm-hmm. then is because of the shrine because of the shrine and apparently one of their ancestors literally 1200 years ago and I'm like are we supposed to know this somehow? Was like a major priestess mm-hmm. and she had clairvoyancy and she saw that the comet was going to come destroy the town. She's the one who made the artwork and the altar to like warn people, but somehow nobody ever like took Figured it for it what out. it was. Yeah. yeah. That's why she made the body switching connection happen, but she didn't realize that it wouldn't be so clear for them and that's mm-hmm. why it's been confusing in like a dreamlike state and why everybody's kind of forgotten because it's like not a clear thing but she did that as precautions for this is a huge story plot that was not mentioned at all at all and well, also the weaving of the things like of the cords and stuff that like his her cord that she gives him is like a major major spiritual connection has to do with the gods it has to do with why they can kind of remember stuff but kind of can't because some of it the spiritual power is in the court like so much is not explained in this movie did the youtuber mention was this was a lot of this in the novel that they that they published like a month before the movie oh maybe maybe they're just getting all this from that novel yeah and it's like well you should have read it because it came out a month before the movie yeah i guess because when we get down to like the really crazy back and forth when mm-hmm. it's like really high stakes i'll talk about it mm-hmm. but like so much of like why they do have some memories and why they don't have other memories and why the phones so all the loopholes all the loopholes are <laughs> so much better loopholes. Expl- not fully explained there you go, but Nick, much your love better is explained. real for this there's no reason to like feel guilty because i loving this. really <laughs> didn't love this sense. movie but are, all a- this- are any of you listening who love your name because i'm about to drop a bomb the grandma talks about the rope on when when they're dropping yeah, off the with. the sake, she talks about the rope and what it does. So there's that. Uh, while they're building the rope and she's doing the whole knitting thing, they're mm-hmm. talking about that deity that you were talking about. So there is some yada yada like lines here and there, but it's not dove into as deep as like you just did. Yeah. But yeah. that was my understanding is like the lake that they have looks like a crater. Where the thing is looks like a crater. So I was like. Oh, 12,000 years or 1,200 years ago, shit hit the same town. So, yeah, yeah. And like, that is explained in the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, so it's just repeating itself. So they yeah, know yeah. it's coming. And that that's where I like was able to kind of get that. Yeah. And well, I think I all this stuff is sort of explained. It's just not in depth in a way that like when you're watching it, it's going to stick with you properly. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Like when you're watching it, you're hearing the grandma talking. You're like, wait, what? 
wait, what is she talking about? What, you know, and then, like, it just keeps going. <laughs> you know, I don't think yeah. it sticks with you properly. Yeah, because the thing is, like, the grandma does mention, like, their god and their deity. And it's like, okay, well, they watch a shrine. Like, you're learning more about their family. Yeah. But you don't know that it's, like, that specific deity. Because when I come back to the higher stakes, what that mm-hmm. specific deity and, like, its traditions and things you have to know mm-hmm. tie in. So it's like, maybe that's something, like, we were talking about earlier, you know, like, here in the United States, like, the Christian story is kind mm-hmm. of at least like even if you didn't grow up christian you kind of know about it mm-hmm. and so maybe these are parts of the shinto religion that just japanese kids know about even if they didn't really practice it growing up mm-hmm. so i don't know so i'm assuming maybe that's what it is and then also like the chords that grandma talks about like weaving through time and connecting people mm-hmm. blah 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 <laughs> but like the way that it's supposed to like anchor the later plot points i'm like oh Oh, that wasn't a lot. You didn't give us very much to go off. I remember them naming the deity because the sister goes, oh, he gets a bad name. Or like, oh, I feel bad for him or some Mm -hmm. shit like that. Yeah, I remember that. So I remember they like went into it at least to some degree and like took a moment to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But clearly not I think you would have had to Google that deity though. That's so interesting. I really want to read the novel now and see if there's like more information about the whole plot line or if people are just getting this from the little bits and pieces thrown in there in the film. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for the insider knowledge, yeah. Tosh. Oh, I'll give you more in a minute. This makes me feel better because, yeah, loopholes do usually bother me too. I'm like, wait a minute. It's funny. Watching this, the loopholes didn't bother me at all. Like, and granted, I'm a romantic anime fan. All right. Like, I love my rom-coms in any type, <laughs> in any fashion. But like, for some reason, this one, because it was so mystical, it was easier for me to kind of just like allow those loopholes to happen in my brain Mm -hmm. like the phone time you know stuff like that like it was very obvious that should be significant but for me it was just like well it's funny and like I was easily like able to just like kind of blow over it Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it was just because it is all about like the little moments Mm -hmm. throughout the anime it's about like these funny little situations all kind of lined up to each other kind of like a Miyazaki movie Mm -hmm. and it just makes everything else not really important because you're focusing on that little whatever's happening yeah um it's i don't know it's got a mystical element to it i guess yeah, i just focused that. on love and, <laughs> and true love. natasha focuses on shit that's not about true love so <laughs> says more about you than me huh yeah but it's like that little banter of the love and like going back and forth in the funny situations like it just kind of it makes you pay attention to it you know like you want to yeah, see oh, yeah. more of them you oh, know yeah. so you kind of forget about all the nonsense and you just watch that yeah you know i could definitely see so, the next day, Taki wakes up in his body. After an unsuccessful date with Miki, Miki? I don't remember. He tries to call Mitsuha, but cannot reach her, and the body switching ends. He decides to meet her directly, but not knowing the town's name, he has to rely on his memories of the scenery. Can we stop before we go on? Yeah. Because that date, I thought, in my brain, I watched this, like, I watched the sequence, like, three or four times. Because he's wearing a certain outfit. And it's very bold outfit. Mm-hmm. I went back to the very beginning of the movie at that point and was like, was this the fucking day she went to meet him and be like, hey, you know me. Oh, is it the same it? outfit? No, it's not. Oh. I was so disappointed. I was like, fuck, because she said she wanted to go on that date. Yeah. So I was waiting for him to get to the train station, run into her and be like, well, Miki, I'm sorry, but like, mm-hmm. I am madly in love with this woman. I'm going to take her on this date that she planned. Like, that would have been that. adorable. And I was like, I was like, come on, make that happen. Make that happen. <laughs> and then when I get there, he's wearing a school uniform. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Not what I wanted. I was so upset for a minute. I was like, god damn it. All right, go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Cool. Speaking of funny things, we forgot to talk about this, but oh, it's yeah. really cute. I love in the beginning when she's in his body, like for, I think it's one of the first times, but she's staying with his friends up on the roof for lunch. Yeah. And her friends are, or I his friends. That, I knew this was going to be His up. friends are just like, is, is he kind of cute today? Yeah. And they're like, It was the one kid who's like, He's like, oh, I I can't go to the I can't go to the cafe. I gotta go to work today. Tsukasa or something yeah, like that. And yeah. And then then he like walks away and they go, Oh, I guess he's back to normal. And he goes, 
kind of upset. He was kind of yesterday cute. and blushes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Emily's going to love I this. I loved it. That was my favorite part. I forgot <laughs> it's so precious. I forgot about that. It's so cute. Oh, so cute. He decides to meet her directly, but not knowing the town's name, he has to rely on his memories of the scenery. A restaurant owner in Hida finally recognizes Itamori from Taki's sketch and tells him when the comet unexpectedly split into two, the larger piece kept moving, but the smaller one crashed onto Earth and destroyed the town. Looking at the side of the crater, and while in, while in disbelief that Mitsuha was dead this whole time, her messages on his phone disappear and his memories start fading away. Taki finds Mitsuha's name in the records of fatalities and discovers from the date of the disaster their timelines were separated by three years. Somehow not knowing that from their smartphone. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. But legitimately, this is when sad boy Nick comes out and oh, goes, yeah. They're never going to be together. Yay. <laughs> like, it's just going to be talk. He's just going to sit there and be like, I love this woman. And maybe every mm-hmm. year or so she'll come around or like, and then that's when they get to the later mm-hmm. on, we'll get to it. I was like, that's how they're going to reconnect for the rest yeah. of their lives. Like end movie cut. And yeah. I was like, okay, so this isn't going to have a happy ending. Great. So, <laughs> fucking so awesome. much crying. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fucking awesome. Nick this, actually yeah. sent us a video of him crying yesterday. And yeah. I'm going to post it sometime. I was not okay. <laughs> On Valentine's like, Day is when you're going to Valentine's Day, we're posting it. <laughs> legitimately, I was not fucking okay. By the way, fuck all of you. Fuck all of you for like making me watch this movie. Because like, I want nothing more in life than people's happiness. But you love it. And I, I do love it. And I'm, <laughs> oh, an empath, and I'm an empath too. So like emotions <laughs> being portrayed, I feel those shits. So like, yeah, I feel those shits. oh my God. Yeah. So there's going to be moments in this podcast where I'm just going to be like, this broke me. This broke me. I'm so upset. It's so yeah. funny because of some of the animes I have on my list of like how to make Nick cry. This is actually one of the tame ones. Fuck off. No. <laughs> so, like, oh, I don't no. know if I'll ever be able to watch some of the animes I want to because I don't think you'll be able to handle it. I'm going to have crying videos forever. I'm so excited. All the yeah. crying videos. Every, like, eighth post on our Instagram is going to be just Nick crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie definitely, it actually did a really good job of not being a predictable ending. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a tearjerker. You're very confused. You're like feeling for the characters at the end. I was like, good job. They got me to like really feel for these little teenagers. And it has it has like three or four endings too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, is it done? No, it can't be done. Oh, good, it's not. You could have ended it at any moment. Like really, after like we after this, after we find out that Mm -hmm. separated by three years, you could have been like, movie's over. Get out. And you would have been like what the fuck just happened no like this must be together and then like when we get to something later on you could be like okay movie ends there nope keep going okay movie ends there nope keep going it's yeah. like god damn I'm, I'm on a roller coaster right now i know this is emotional i think, I think for me the reason why because sometimes i don't get as emotionally invested in characters the reason mm-hmm. i got invested in this relationship and like them to having this connection is because they did a really good job of showing each of the characters like bettering the other person's life and helping them move forward in ways that maybe they wouldn't have done without that the yeah. body switching so i was like oh they need each other they really help each other and it's like a good thing oh mm-hmm. definitely definitely it's positive and the music for uh, just getting halfway through the movie, the music for every single mm-hmm. scene is so just good. so perfect. It's so, so good. So good. It's like even not even like the spoken words, like our traditional verse of uh, mm-hmm. version of music. More like the score for the movie itself mm-hmm. is still really, really good. Yeah, it definitely it helps add the entire feeling and atmosphere to every scene. You're like, oh, I, this is what I'm supposed to be feeling. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was just even. I was telling Nick. Before we started recording, I was like, I feel like I could watch this movie with just the background images, like of all the like beautiful backgrounds with the like score and go through a whole emotional journey. <laughs> just yeah. like watching the backgrounds like go by. Like, I would like to just gorgeous. take, I, Hannah, pig lover, would love to just take <laughs> all of the food scenes from this and just make like a sequence of it and have it be like the background of every phone ever. So, <laughs> yeah. so every time, every time Mita is eating, you just, I would, when she's taking her own yeah. pictures, you just want Like those. you're crying. I'm like crying over the food. Okay. Yeah. Like the food's on. I'm like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so I want to eat it. So yeah. to get to that point, so they, we go through a whole lot of like body switching and like timeline that's very confusing and we get invested in them. They help each other better their lives and all this stuff. And then that, that I feel like was when like the action starts and you start to feel like anxiety and like not sure how the ending is going to happen was that point for me is when he's 
finally starting to search for her and finding all these like confusing cliff cliffhanger like yeah. clues that didn't lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, mm-hmm. Taki was depressed. Yeah, the poor big, Taki. Big oh, Taki is the cutest. They're both so cute. I They're adorable. Them. Yeah. I felt anxiety all the way to the end of the movie from that point. I was like, yeah. it's never going to happen. Find her. See, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get anxiety. I just got sad. I just got like really sad boy Nick. Sad boy life. I was just like, so this is what you did to me. Okay. Okay. Oh I really God. didn't think they were going to get together. No, I didn't either. Yeah, like from this point on, I was like, yeah. Oh my God. I, I thought, thought she was just going to die and that was going to be the end. And we were going to be like, well, this was a nice little connection they had before she died. So, like, we'll get to this, but like the golden hour like moment i thought was going to be the end of the movie and then luckily i was like pause okay we still got 40 minutes awesome (laughs) yeah i was like thank god there's still more time i know i thought the same thing (laughs) yeah it could have just been like all right and then taki moves on he marries the miki chick and names one of his kids uh, and that's the end of the movie have fun i would have been like okay that's I guess, right. it's like, I, I, guess hate it. I was like, I guess that's okay. She's a pretty cool girl, the other one. She's not best girl, but she's cool. This oh, actually, she's chill. Yeah, she's very chill. That actually reminds me, though. Kevin and I, recently, we used your name as an example because we were talking about Parasite, the, the movie that just came out, uh, the Korean film. And I was talking about in a lot of, like, Asian movies and animes and stuff like that, you see the entire story. Like, you're not missing things. And this is kind of a good example of it because there are so many places where I think if an American was editing this, they would have ended it to leave the audience feeling some sort of way. But with this movie, you see every possible outcome. You know what I mean? To the very, very end. Like, it's a full circle story. You know what I mean? Like, you see all of the different parts of the story, and it ends, like, seeing everything you could possibly see in this story. Oh, because very much this movie is climax, aftermath, and then even epilogue. Exactly. Like, all in one. You don't get, like, the after credits, like, Mm -hmm. teaser. No, it's like, it's you get the whole arc and the little bit of Exactly. And that's what... Which is really nice. We were comparing it to Parasite, because Parasite does the same thing, where you see even the thing that you don't know if it happened or not, you see what it would look like if it had happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to ruin that movie by, like, telling what happened, but, like, you see every possible version of an ending for that. Yeah, they don't Both leave ways. you. They don't leave you confused. They don't leave you like wishing you knew yeah. what was happening. You're like, oh, okay, cool. I feel fulfilled. I feel like it was a full circle. Yeah, story. and even if you don't know which way it happened, you know what both would look yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Like you're like, I'm okay Definitely. with both options. And I've I seen love them. that. And I think a lot of animes do that as well as give like the backstory for every villain. And you know, like they, it just like it's crazy storytelling where everything has a yeah. purpose. And I feel like your name is a really good example of that. Too, yeah. Of like, here's the full fucking story. You get everything. For me, this is one of the first times I had seen like an anime film. And I actually had, I was lucky enough to accompany Emily and her boyfriend, Kevin, to the screening of this one yeah, for the right. Funimation screening. So I didn't get to like pause it and see that there was going to be more of the movie so i really just thought it was ending like i thought it was done Mm -hmm. when they got to the sunrise portion Mm -hmm. because i was like i i think you're right anime does do that a lot where they Mm -hmm. give you more endings and i was not used to that so i was like okay well this was a sad as fuck movie i'm gonna go home and cry (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm gonna go die now (laughs) if 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 i were to see that in that format i'd be an even bigger wreck than i I actually was just seeing it up on the big screen you're like and it's about to end and i'm gonna cry Okay. Yeah. Like literally half cool. the audience was like, <laughs> and then Why? it just kept going, and we're like, okay, we're with it, we're with it. What's we're happening? like, what's happening? What's yeah, happening? It, it, I don't know what to do. Oh god. Can only imagine. Speaking of continuing, so we kind of we kind of jumped a little bit to the golden hour thing, but I don't. We got a lot good. of time before that. We got a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of switching. Goes, lots of switching. It's funny because I do feel like before I read this, I feel like a lot of like. The fucking meat of the story is just at the end. And mm-hmm. the beginning is like, you fall in love with Like, the beginning is for the characters. The end is for the story. They set it agree? up, oh, yeah. and then we get to, like, the action. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Taki goes to the shrine to drink Mitsuha's sake from the bottle. <laughs> hoping to reconnect <laughs> with her body and warn her about the comic strike. That's real love. True love. I guess so. <laughs> Do you and Rock, like, just to get personal oh, for a second, do you and Rock no. not kiss? Like, is no, that, we like- do, but it's not the same as just drinking spit. I don't have him spit into a cup. Guys, I'm legitimately Is it, though? I think it is. I mean, think how long it's been, like, fermenting and stuff, though. You know, it's, like, pure sake. True, it's definitely sterile now. I'm going to become asexual and live in a cave. I hate spit. 
Through a vision, Taki discovers that a girl who acted like she knew him he encountered in the past was Mitsuha. Not knowing they were separated by three years, she, having fallen in love with him, had met his past self while trying to meet with him personally. He wakes up in her body on the morning of the town festival, and Mitsuha's grandmother deduces what is going on, and she tells him, him, in her body, that body switching is part of the family history as caretakers of the shrine. He convinces Mitsuha's friends, Tessie and Sayaka, to help evacuate the town by cutting the power and broadcasting a false emergency alert, but the plan fails. Realizing that Mitsuha must be in his body at the shrine, he goes back to find her. So, YouTube knowledge. Okay. Go. Oh, God. Sorry, get into it. Fill us in. I'm going to have to give you guys the name of this video so you guys can watch it because I know I'm fucking going to butcher it because even as – I watched it two or three times and even then I was like, what? So, <laughs> <laughs> what? so tell us Na- now. Nani? Yeah. Na- Nani? <laughs> so, what do you think you know? <laughs> yeah. So – the reason that their memories are kind of weird. So the mm-hmm. grandmother already talks about how it's kind of dreamlike and whatever. Mm-hmm. But so what it is, the sake, them like spitting it out and whatever, it has half of Mitsuha's soul in it. So when they go to the altar, that's what she offers as a offering to their god. Half right? Is half a soul. So when he goes there to drink it, he doesn't offer anything but his connection to Mitsuha. Mitsuha. That's why they can't really remember each other because he offered their actual connection because he didn't bring another offering. But his cord, mm-hmm. it had some of her spiritual stuff in it. And mm-hmm. then also the sake now have fermenting all the way to sake. Her spiritual power has now fermented, so it's stronger. Mm-hmm. So that's why they can, like, kind of remember and everything. Gotcha. But after he actually leaves and offers their connection, that's why it starts to fall away. But he still kind of knows because of the cord. But when they meet at golden hour, the cord is given back. So he doesn't have that to tie into anymore. So he can't remember. So he can't remember. And where we're about to go. That's so sad. That's more sad than yeah. anything else. Let me really quick. I'm going to read the next paragraph because this ties into what I'm about to say. Mitsuha wakes up in Taki's body at the shrine. When Taki reaches the shrine as the sun is setting, the two sense each other's presence but are separated by three years. However, when twilight falls, they return to their own bodies and meet. They attempt to write each other's names on their hands so they remember each other. But twilight passes and Mitsuha uh, disappears before she can write hers. So, also, as Mitsuha races back to convince her father, the town mayor, to evacuate the town, her memories of Taki start to fade and discovers that Taki wrote, I love you on her hand instead of his name. The comet piece crashes to earth, destroying the town. Taki wakes up in his own time only to remember nothing. So, what it is, in the video, the guy's like, even most people think that Taki's probably an idiot because he fucking wrote, I love you, and not like, Mm -hmm. uh, Taki, Tachibani, Tokyo, blah, blah, blah. Because he had offered their connection, if she had written it down, or if he had written that down, it would be gone. Like, she wouldn't be, or she wouldn't be able to decipher it or whatever. The red, her red hair bow and, like, the cord that she gives him, the red, Mm -hmm. that's actually from another god called Tsukiyabi. And most Americans, I feel like, have heard this part of Mm -hmm. it, because it's in a lot of Asian cultures, not just Japanese. Tsukiyabi is the moon goddess. She's also the matchmaker. She ties a red cord between Mm -hmm. two people who are married. And that's, like, I think the grandmother in this even says, like, the really old phrase from this um, mythology. It's, like, it may tangle or, you know, separate or it may even break, but it will eventually always come back together. It's, like, people who are bound to be married. So that's the red cord. So because he had the red cord, Sukiyabi – or because he said, I love you, and it was a feeling of love, Sukiyabi – protected that part of the connection. So if he had written his name on there, it would have been erased. But because it was a feeling of love, Sukiyabi's like, no, you're allowed to have that. Fuck whatever Masubi is saying. And that's oh, why she can read. It's real. so good. <laughs> that's, so having an argument between the gods. Yeah. And so that's why they can remember that there's something missing, but mm-hmm. they don't know what because their connection was offered to a god, but their connection is protected by another. Their feelings of love are protected by another god. That's why he wakes up crying but doesn't remember why. Because Suki Abi is like, your soul knows something's missing, but I can't tell you what because that belongs to Misubi now. 
Wow. My boy, my boy Taki, so wicked what, smart. So what I'm feeling like, we definitely kid. need to, can you look up and see who that, I'm that YouTuber is? Because they are brilliant and, and need credit for finding all this brilliant info that helps yeah, me love this movie. So I know. Because I love it. I did not like this movie. And then I read this and I'm like, it's so cute. Yeah, see, if so, I had gone in knowing that knowledge, that makes so much more sense. And I love it. So while Natasha's doing that, can we talk about Golden Hour? Because Golden Hour is <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this whole fucking movie. It's so, so sad. sad. It's beautiful. Though. To, it is so beautiful to have the moment of two ships crossing in the night and mm-hmm. knowing it because mm-hmm. when they before it gets to that point they know like mm-hmm. i sense you you sense me and like they're moving past each other right and then that happens and it's just it's such a perfect moment that they can like see each other and they have both perfect reactions to it mm-hmm. she initially kind of goes to him feels comfort in the fact that he's there he's in shock like mm-hmm. he's like oh fuck like I knew you would be here, but mm-hmm. hearing everything that I heard, I didn't know you would be here. Right. And so um, that whole thing. And immediately, immediately they both fall back into like exactly who they are. Where she's yeah. like, you touched my boobs, you perv. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I, I did it once. <laughs> but that's not like the thing. That, let's not worry about that. Let's move forward. Let's get away from it. Yeah, it, was just, okay. it was just so perfect because like yeah. you have this deep, deep, deep connection moment between these two mm-hmm. where they potentially could never have it again. Mm-hmm. Never have they it made again. It very lighthearted. And they both. And this is why you could tell like they both really cared for each other because mm-hmm. they didn't cherish it as much as like someone who would be like, okay, this is the only moment we have. Let's cherish it. They were like, I know who I am. I know who you are. Like, we're going to be each other, like, in this moment mm-hmm. for as long as we have it. Yeah, there wasn't, like, a dramatic, oh, my God, we're going to make out now. And, like, yeah, exactly. And I love the it fact that cute. it didn't go down that road. Yeah. Where it's like, let's do our only kiss because this is the moment. Where it's like, no, they're just who they are. And they're and meeting for the fir- technically yeah. the first time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So mm-hmm. I found it. It's called Your Name Timeline Explained, and the guy's name is Ibarra Akai, and that's I-B-A-R-A-A-K-A-I, and I'm pretty sure he makes it pretty apparent. He's of Japanese descent, but Mm -hmm. he's an American, or at least he sounds very American. He has an extremely American accent, so I think that helps explain a lot, and he has... 12.2 thousand subscribers, and it looks like he has a bunch of other videos, so if there's any other anime you don't really get... Look see up if he's got man. a video. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Ibarra. You're the, yeah, the best. Thank you, Ibarra so Kai. You made us love this movie even more. And you guys should I watch it because no I what. fucking like miss so much. And he also gave some background. So the creator of Your Name, apparently, and all his other stuff too, he also does a lot of moonshots, mm-hmm. and they're always supposed to represent that goddess because it's like all of his romantic things that he writes has the moonshots because it's mm. like Sukiyabi watching over the two that are in love, like oh, bringing them together. I love the cultural background of this. I know. So it's so very cute. And then going to fast forward really quick in no, the modern i have one more thing okay. the music in this section of the golden hour oh too. it's so cute this is when it really was like hey you have a heart well not anymore because i just pulled it out <laughs> yeah. of your chest and threw it on the floor and stepped all over it because it's like hey let's write our names okay cool yeah. the music's swelling it's getting to its crescendo it's perfect mm-hmm. he writes it and she just looks at him smiles and then starts to write and boom the pen hits the floor and I the know. music stops like and oh, it's like peak. So and I was just sad. Like, Fuck this movie. Right. At this point, I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is so bad. Like, what are you doing? I know, ruining our lives." I actually really like the pen hitting the ground, like that moment. That's just another one of those like little details that like they could have done the same scene without. Like, maybe he caught the pen, or maybe you know, like it dropped into his hand or something. But the fact that it like falls and it just like breaks the silence is. Yeah, and that's so I love that moment because it's just mm-hmm. so because with the music and everything to cut it on such a high note, mm-hmm. and then all you hear is the pen drop and mm-hmm. the stun on his face. You're just like, oh no, this is just so this is not what I wanted from this movie. And that's what I thought because, like I said, I thought that was one of the endings. Yeah, I was like these fucking girls they made me watch this movie going you're gonna cry your eyes out you're gonna cry your eyes out and i'm like yeah i will i just want these two to be together what the fuck did you guys do to me funny we forced you to do yeah you dicks and so i was like again did the whole youtube i was like 
Oh, yeah, we still got time. We still yeah, got time. Yeah. Valentine's Day we'll from see what the happens. girls of 91. <laughs> <laughs> Cry. We love you. Terrible. It did I, make my stomach hurt watching that scene, though. When yeah. that happened, like, I actually felt my stomach drop yeah. watching it. I was like, no, please, no. Yeah. It's a good one. They did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I Dude, I did just have a thought that actually ties into my YouTube knowledge. Because the other thing is, too, is, is like, they don't make it seem like, t- like, Taki would have no way of knowing that I love you would mm-hmm. stay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, still, like, it's cute that the goddess or whatever, that's an explanation of it watching over, you mm-hmm. know, or her watching over them. But, like, still, why would he do that? Mm-hmm. But then I just thought, already at this time, he's already found out about her and his messages have started disappearing. So he probably knows that even though they're trying, it probably won't work. So he yeah. just wants her to know that he loves her because he knows there's no chance of them finding each other, which is even cuter. And I yep. love that. It's even that was sad. what I took. That was what I took oh, from it. God. Was like he's just, he knows that there's nothing that he can do to fix this. Mm-hmm. It's all on her. Yeah. And he's just going to let her know his feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like. As much as he wants to put, like, my name's Taki, do this, make sure this all works, and then come yeah, find me. Like, can't. It won't work. It doesn't The matter. likelihood is, it's like, will it work? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, like, I want her to know in, in her final moments. Well, he probably thinks she's still going to die. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, he thinks yeah. she's going to die and there's death. nothing yeah. that, you know. And I want her knows. to know in her final moments that I love I loved her. her. Yeah. yeah. So sad. Oh, and that very artistic uh, mm-hmm. moment that we'll talk about when we talk about the art a little bit at the end, because mm-hmm. this movie needs, the art needs to be talked about in this movie. Mm-hmm. That is actually the entire life, her entire life and death all at one moment. That's what he's supposed to be experiencing mm-hmm. is like an instant everything all yeah. at once. And I'm like, that's oh, a cool way to do it. Yeah. I had read that about the the little art piece and I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting because it goes by really fast. So like as, you, as a viewer, you don't really get the chance to see everything and really like comprehend what's happening Mm -hmm. that's very cool five years later taki has graduated from university and searching for a job he senses he is missing something important and learns that the inhabitants of the town survived by following the mayor's order one day taki and mitsuha see each other when their drain their trains draw parallel and are compelled to disembark and search for one another finally meeting on a staircase they initially start semi-awkwardly walking away until taki uneasily asks mitsuha if he had met her before and she relievingly Hmm, relievingly is a weird word. And she relievingly replies that she felt the same way. Their connection reestablishing, they shed tears of happiness and simultaneously ask for their names. <laughs> yeah, that part was good too because they start to walk away and I was like, that is true. Like if you were unsure and you just felt like you were having deja vu, in most cases you would just walk away. So that was like... Or you'd be like, afraid of creeping the other person out. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, this okay. is good. Like I really thought that... I, they also got me again. I was yeah. like, they're just going to walk away, and that's that. Oh, that'd be so sad. I would have been so fucking mad. <laughs> oh, my God. So, for me, this whole ending is just one of these moments where it's just like... The, so, you get the whole ending, you find out, and mm-hmm. it's great because you see Taki's in a, in a terrible position in life. Mm-hmm. Like, his friends are like, I'm getting all these job offers. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm getting nothing. Yeah, like, my life sucks. It's, <laughs> it's snowy in yeah. Tokyo, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you need that background, I have him. Oh, I found it. Um, <laughs> so, it's snowing. And so, it, it very much matches the tone of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Taki's in a dark place. He doesn't like what's going on. It's mm-hmm. cold. It's, it's not. He's lost. He, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. what he's known. He's missing her. Yeah, exactly. And so... To find all this out, to find out that some of them survived, he has no clue, mm-hmm. but he just knows something's missing. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the beginning, and I because I rewatched it again. The beginning is them as adults, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what that voiceover is, where they're like, "I wake up in tears, yeah, mm-hmm. and I just don't know why." And mm-hmm. I'm just like, "Shit, okay." So for them, that train moment too is perfect with the music again. I love the train moment. It's like, <laughs> the song that they chose is very much somber at the beginning very yeah. somber it's more spoken word with very few instruments and they jacked up when the trains pass each other they jack up the s the sound effects of that mm-hmm. and just the music just automatically just goes to a different level mm-hmm. like guitars come in and all that kind of stuff so it's like that's when it hit me for me i was like actively rooting for this man oh, i was like yeah find her like, yeah don't stop do whatever running, you have to find her <laughs> And then when we get to the moment where they're at the stairs, and I'm just like, if you don't say anything right now, 
I'm gonna fuck you up. Like, <laughs> just open your mouth. Like, just open your mouth. And then they finally start talking. And then to have, and this is a joke that I've had with a few of my buddies back in college. Like, when you have a movie that's titled something, and then they say it in the movie, mm-hmm. we used to have a joke where you like you applaud. You're like, yeah, yeah you did it. You said the job. thing. Yeah. So like when it happened in here, I was kind of like in the back of my mind, like. I actually like this. I like this moment. Like, it's not it's cliche. Precious. Like, it's mm-hmm. actually like, do you mind if I ask you, like, your name? And then, like, it ends. I was like, good job. I was like, that's not like one where it's like, it feels shoehorned in. It's like, mm-hmm. actually, like, mm-hmm. feels grounded and yeah. good. Which, I mean, that's only the English name of the, of the movie. It actually has its own Japanese name, so. Side note, before we just continue talking about the ending... Was anybody else extremely concerned about her health when she's trying to save her town and she keeps like falling off of things and like doing things that you would have broken all your bones doing? Oh, when she like falls and yeah, <laughs> she would have gotten a major. Concussion. I thought she was oh, yeah. dead. I was like, you would have had a concussion and died, but she just kept. It was it added to the anxiety and like the situation, the feeling, of the situation. But I was like. That was a little much. She should be dead right now. That's why I found very many reasons to like make this movie much darker than it probably should be. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of easy because it's such a dark concept. You know, like a whole city being completely wiped off the map and from this, like, like a meteor. young teenage girl dying. Yeah, yeah. you know, like the Sad. it could have gone really dark, yeah, like very have. easily. Yeah, oh, yeah. several that opportunities. Whole, that whole scene of her saving everyone was so fucking stressful. Mm-hmm. One thing I too want to talk about now that we've kind of talked about the whole plot. Is we kind of mentioned before how the grandmother's like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that now, but I always thought it was a dream or whatever. I'm also wondering, because I mentioned how the dad, like, cutting off, mm-hmm. like, he could not handle it correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'm also wondering if, like, this has just been, like, like if his dad and her – we've talked about this before when we've been talking about this movie – is that if her mom and her dad had that kind of connection, mm-hmm. and so when her mom actually died, it was like – it was like a br- breaking yeah, of a person, it's not too like because it's yeah. not even like your regular type of soulmate connection. It's like you literally were each other. Like that's yeah. a whole other level of connection we right. could never understand, you know. So it's like I wonder mm-hmm. if her family all the way back has like had this is how they find their Craziness, soulmate. Yeah. And so like, what's gonna? Ha- so is her Aww. little sister not gonna soulmate now though? Because they don't need to keep doing it anymore. That's sad. <laughs> but they do because it's gonna repeat again, probably. Oh, maybe in twelve hundred years. Yeah, maybe. maybe I would say the, the little years. sister showed big asexual energy and is like, <laughs> I could care fucking less about all of this bullshit. <laughs> so like I think she's gonna be 10, okay. So you didn't like boys at ten or girls at ten? No. <sighs> Middle school is like when you start. I feel like for a lot of girls, you know. I guess I'm just a weirdo then. I mean. I definitely did, but I also think I liked the idea of it from, like, Disney movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, You're like, yeah. I okay. want to be in love, you know. Well, that's that what elementary school, I feel, like was definitely that. And then yeah. middle school is when you start to actually be like, oh, wait, you're a real person. <laughs> like, you know, and then it's, like, more intense. I do remember having a really strong crush from most elementary school, though, Hilarious. on this boy. But now looking back, I think he looks like the Cracker Jacks box boy, so I don't know why, because that's not my usual type. So funny. I just saw that Cracker Jacks box and was like, damn, boy, damn. he's thick. His name was Sean. Thick, I don't remember boy. anything else about him, but yeah. He's that caramel corn. That's adorable. But that, I was like, oh, they're, the, for 1,200 years, her family's like found their yeah. soulmates by switching bodies. Now I want to see nice. like... I want to see other storylines. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see her parents. I, really, her grandma's awesome. I want to see her yeah. grandma yeah, switching same. bodies. I feel like the mom and the dad story is too sad. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah. That seems, like, too much for me. Yeah. But the grandma. The grandma. Yeah, I want to see she that She seems shit. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, before we get to art, because I know that's what we're going to be ending with, mm-hmm. I just saw the most dreaded words of all time when it comes to anime. Oh, no, what? An American live-action remake no. is currently in development. No. Why would they do that to us? I don't have anything to say. Let <laughs> me guess. The big the big Netflix coming in to, uh, you know what, who they're going to cast. Let's put... Um, Scott you know. Johansson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's do, <laughs> let's do uh, Z- Zendaya as Mitsuha. Yeah. Keep the name. Mitsuha for Zendaya. Yeah. Um, and then the boy... Let's do... Her name's going to be Mitzi or something terrible. Yep, they'll nickname it like Mitzi. And then for the boy, let's do like... Who's generic white boy nowadays? 
I do love Zendaya, though. Like, yeah, this is separate yeah. from Zendaya. I but did her. you guys see the line where it says the film was followed by Weathering with You in 2019, like another film where Taki and Mitsuha appeared? Mm-hmm. I clicked on the no. link and I was reading about the we- Weathering You, but it's a totally different story. I'm wondering if, like, they just threw Taki and, and like, Mitsuha yeah, it's in It's there. like a cameo. Yeah, Easter like a cameo. Oh, they're like a yeah. side plot in this other movie? No, they're not a side plot. It's, it's like a cameo. You just see them. It's like how oh. in, like... Disney movies, you might like, for example, in mm-hmm. Frozen, when you're going to see when Elsa's getting uh, her coronation, you see Rapunzel and Flynn walk into the coronation. But got it. Like thing. Now yeah, I want to go like watch that movie plot. just to see them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, see them be surrounded together. Yeah, that one just came out in 2009. That's like his. It says 2019 or 19. Sorry, yeah. that's what I meant. <laughs> but now like, that's his newest one. Interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see that one. Supposedly, it's really, really good. It did really well in the box office. Mm-hmm. Really quick. I almost, I almost watched it back to back. My buddy was like, "Don't, don't do it." I was like, Why not? It's like recover, recover, recover. recover. Like, Stop crying. Really, <laughs> really quick before Nick finds what he's finding. Um, one other thing I saw in this YouTube video, which is kind of just like a little interesting Easter egg, since we're talking about Easter eggs, mm-hmm. is the creator of this um, credits Miyazaki a lot for mm-hmm. a lot of his inspiration, and so Taki. And, like, you know, he wants to be an architect, but the reason he's not getting anything is because he doesn't believe in building big, like, towers. And he mm-hmm. wants to build, like, out and, like, very, like, green, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is to Miyazaki, like, the, you know, like, Mononoke and all that. Because it's all about – Miyazaki is very much of the Shinto religion of, like, nature. It's all a balance and blah, blah, blah. And this whole movie is about the Shinto religion and also, like – realizing that nature will balance itself and you have to respect it and there is no good or bad it just is what it is and Mm -hmm. it's like so that's why taki wants to be an architect in that way it's like nature based and i'm like oh that's cute that's a good boy i know what a sweet boy (laughs) you like nature I mean, should we just talk about the art? What'd yeah. you guys talk think? about the art while I find who's who netflix is probably gonna oh, cast God. Movie in this fucking movie. yeah let's talk about it what did you guys think it's so gorgeous. It really is. Like, I mean, you'll be able to speak more to the technical aspects of it, but it's like even before I knew all the ins and outs and before I like this movie, mm-hmm. I like it more now than when I was watching it. I was like, there's so many fucking writing loopholes. Like, I'm so pissed. Mm-hmm. I still loved watching it mm-hmm. because it's gorgeous. That's very gorgeous. What about you, Hannah? What do you think? I loved it. And I thought all the skylines and the mm-hmm. detail of all the cityscapes and everything was really pretty, but I... I will say there's one movie that does food better. <laughs> it's that one random ass animated movie that we watched off Netflix. Uh, uh, Flavors of Youth. Yeah. It's yeah. so terrible, but the, but the food, food is, is so good. So yeah. everything has to be compared to that. So I would say like this one's like a, a close second. Yeah. So so the art style for this, I loved. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. Um, one of my favorite things about this, this movie mm-hmm. is that it took real products, mm-hmm. real brand names, and grounded the shit out of Boss Coffee mm-hmm. is humongous in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Huge. Mm-hmm. So to have like a Boss Coffee like vending machine is yeah. insane. And then when you have a TV that says Panasonic. And then you have a clear look mm-hmm. at like what uh, iPhone should be looking. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, okay. This is very grounded. Like yeah. you can kind of just based off the iPhone mm-hmm. and everything that's in it. You can put a year on it. I didn't look up the production year. I was like mm-hmm. 2016, 2017. Nailed it. Yeah. Just based off the technology that they put into that movie. Right. I was like, wow. Damn, this is like pretty well done when it comes to like mm-hmm. details. Details when it comes well, to Well, it all makes that. it feel realistic too because we see those things all like those products all the time in real life. So when you see it in a show, you feel like it's the proper time period. You feel comfortable mm-hmm. automatically. You know, it, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I probably just like internalized all of that without realizing it. So um, it was it was very much well done in that in that case. I loved mm-hmm. it. One thing on detailed. that that the art did on like to that note is like because it felt so detailed and because even as American viewers we can mm. be like I can tell this is very grounded in real reality mm-hmm. of like real teenage life in Japan right around this time. Mm-hmm. It was neat then to see also the comparison between small da- small town Japan mm. and Tokyo Japan. Like 
for us, like, culturally, it's neat to see the differences, but then also realizing how grounded the actual movie was, it's, like, even more of, like, okay, well, this is, like, an actual realistic look at what that looks like. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people from other cultures, if they were to think of, like, really fucking small-town America and whatever, mm-hmm. they'd have very different ideas. So, mm-hmm. you know, whereas, like, if you give them a realistic look at it, they'd be like, oh, interesting. And that's how I felt about this. It's like, that is crazy, Definitely. you know? Well, all let's right. all hope that the live action is wonderful and does it justice. I don't fuck it up. Hope so. I have I'll no cry faith so though. hard. Yeah. It's not. On that note, anything else? Other than that, I just want to say the art is really delightful. The shrine scene when they're doing the shrine dance is some of the best animation I think I've ever seen in my life. It's mm. so fluid. It's very great. If you take the time to like really go back and rewatch it a couple times, like it, you can't animate something better than that. Like, that is the most fluid, beautiful animation. It's connected perfectly. Like, it's just, it's spot on. It should be the reference for anyone trying to be an animator. Like, it is delightful. So did they did they take a video of people doing that dance and animate yeah. over it? Yeah, so it is, they actually had someone choreograph that dance. And the dance is actually the story of the movie in a dance form. Oh, that's precious. Yeah, and so it it's absolutely stunning. But um, other than that, like, the background art is absolutely next level you can't find stuff like this just in any any show or any movie it's it takes it to a new step there's a reason it was a top grossing anime in the box office there's a reason why it's still like one of the most talked about animes ever Mm -hmm. um there's a reason it beat out spirited away you know there's there's a reason for it. Oh, I love this movie so much more than Spirited Away. And Spirited Away was like one of my favorite movies yeah. when it came to anime. Yeah, like, there's a reason it surpassed it for this sure. Is, this is something very special. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of like can't wait to watch Weathering with you. Because mm-hmm. I was telling I was telling the girls before we started, like the acting mm-hmm. uh, voice actors for mm-hmm. the dub, like for Americans, is kind of insane. Like mm-hmm. Allison Brie, Lee Pace. Like these are like... Nice. A-list actors yeah. that are out here like now just going mm-hmm. like, oh, I probably saw your name and I loved it. So yeah, I'll mm-hmm. do this for scale because mm-hmm. I don't care. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And I do feel bad because having him have to live up to <laughs> this, your name is going to be hard because every movie is going to be criticized so harshly compared to this one. Uh, but I do think he probably has a lot of stories to tell. Yeah. Um, he's been working for a long time. Most of his movies are amazing. Uh, this one was just kind of knocked it out of the park (laughs) you know so unfortunately i don't know if he'll have another one that's quite this good that's one of those things you just have to watch like miyazaki kept you know spitting out freaking amazing movies Mm -hmm. but it's like not everyone can do that Mm -hmm. so we'll just have to see 90 percent of rotten tomatoes Ooh, that's good i think it's gonna be i haven't seen it yet so we'll have to watch that one as well all right thank you shinkai it's great it's great we love it we want more. Please Make and thank you. Things. Oh, and also, again, I've already mentioned him but and explained, but a thank you to Ibarra Akai. Sorry if I don't pronounce that correctly. Uh, on YouTube, go watch his video, Your Name Timeline Explained, or Kimi no Nawa. Um, it's basically his theory. Like, I don't think any of this is directly said, but it just it makes a lot more sense coming from you know, a Japanese cultural perspective than what we that what we know is you know it does ignorant fill Americans. In those gaps. Yeah, it fills lot. in a lot of gaps. Very helpful. A lot of the potholes make a lot more sense. If nothing else, it just allowed me to like it a lot better. So I already loved it so much. It's <laughs> so upset that you don't like it, but whatever. It's just I'm also one of those people. As soon as there's any glaring potholes, I'm like, I can't. I just can't. I can't do it mm-hmm. unless it's. Like, I'm just so in it. But I wasn't mm-hmm. in it enough to not the numerous potholes in this. So that's in that's it. writer Tosh for you out here. <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. Yeah, Tosh <laughs> is the writer of the group. Oh, I can't do it. Actually, Nick, you write too. <laughs> Why don't the plot holes you bother do. you? He just loves it because he cried. <laughs> He's just a romance <laughs> addict. It's because I know how hard writing is. Yeah. That I'm like... All right, you got to yacht it there, but I'm okay with it. So yeah. Nick perfect, is just it's a calling me a spot. bitch. It's a perfect spot <laughs> to yada yada. <laughs> Natasha's so just a snob. That's what it is. You can catch Natasha on robertebert.com, rogerebert.com, with I mean, her hey, thumbs up. I'm not making down. money at the writer at the moment, so <laughs> it's I fine. It. Okay. Remember, it is Valentine's Day. Get your senpai what they want. Don't. Notice me, senpai. <laughs> just, just do it. Do what you gotta do. Take your your oh, significant other. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, take your significant other, watch your name with your significant other. Don't and just, just look give at them, them a hair tie. They won't get it like you do. <laughs> if you have a harem, take care of your harem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your waifus, give your, them lots of gifties. Yeah. yeah, give your waifus all the gifties and love and affection they deserve. If them. you have a harem, you don't take care of your harem. Your harem takes care of you. Well, I mean, Valentine's Day is the one day that you switch it up. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Get your harem chocolates. Right. Okay. They'll take care of your hair. I'll make the exception. You have to keep your hair, remember? <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, does that make us Nick's harem? Uh, <laughs> on that, no, no, no. We have to be massively. We have we to would, be massively obsessed with Nick. Yeah, we have all have to be like insanely in love to the point of obsession. I don't know how Kevin it. would feel about that. Okay. <laughs> I think you guys are okay with how we are right now. <laughs> to be fair, I think Rock and Kevin would be a better harem for Nick I or do. vice I versa. Also very true. Yeah, I think that would be a weird three-way harem that Kevin's got a bit of a harem. For all you guys, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, Kevin's got a bit of a harem. Yeah, he does, actually. Yeah, yeah that's very fair. <laughs> all right, Nani What Podcast listeners, that's all we have for today. Happy Valentine's Day again. We love you. We love you. <laughs> if you want to contact us, you can direct message us on Instagram. It's naniwhat.podcast. Or you can email us, naniwhat.podcast at gmail.com. We want your suggestions, your likes, your dislikes. We want to know about you as mm-hmm. people. Because we're in love with you. Because we're in love with you. Because it's Valentine's Day. And we're confessing. That's today. our harem. And if you don't, <laughs> we love you. And if you don't you. have a Valentine, we will be your Valentine. Aww. So send us all the things. Yay! Yay! Yay. Go watch the movie things. and cry. And, cry. <laughs> and subscribe to our podcast or give us good reviews if you liked it. If you didn't, go away. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> if you didn't, you can tell us why. Yeah, you Fine. can email us and give us suggestions and we'll try to improve for you. Okay, well, we love you guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Adios. Nani what? <laughs>